Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Welcome you inside Studio 34. This is the BFFs. I am Greg Sussman. Frank Stample on the way in just a moment as we get you set for Monday Night Football tonight. Bears and Washington should be a fun one, we hope. If not, that's all right. We have a lot more to talk about. Frank and I will go for the next hour. No EY today. It is a Monday night, so he has other things going on. Season premiere of Raw is next Monday. EY's got to be there. We're doing our thing here today over on Sports Grid. Get on the grid, just like my guy Danny Dines was yesterday. What's happening, Frank? What's going on, Greggy? I'm uh, happy you are excited, obviously, here on a Monday. Winners, losers, and eh situations. And, of course, we have a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I got to do that. What? This is what the Jet fans do, man. I gave him credit yesterday. What are you talking about? That's what the Jet fans do. You're the one who's put them in the Hall of Fame already. All I came in here, I'm happy, I'm excited, you know. Everyone's texting me about a Hall I of Fame. Dimes. Oh, gosh. I got dimes, baby! That's what we're doing? Oh, yeah! That's what we're doing. Woo! You know, most Jet fans, most oh, Jet fans God. relish when the Giant fans are like them. And that's kind of what I'm feeling, you know? Yeah. So my Jet fan friends who I grew up with, you know what they've all said to me when Eli was clearly slowing down? They go, welcome to purgatory. Like, what does that mean? They go, you, you've had a quarterback for the last 15 years. Like, basically, your entire span of being a Giant fan, you've had a quarterback. Like, yeah, I grew up when Dave Brown and Danny Cannell stunk for the Giants and Kent Graham. Yep, sure. But, like, Kerry Collins was in there. And then all of a sudden, you had Eli for 15 years. It worked out pretty well, obviously. And you have teams like the Steelers who always have had a quarterback with Big Ben. The Chargers have had Rivers. Dallas had Romo. Green Bay has Favre and Rodgers. Jet fans, like, they haven't had anybody. You have Sanchez for a few years. You had Brett Favre for a year. You had Pennington for a few years. But it was never, like, the long-term answer. So they have said that, like many other teams in the NFL, they are constantly in quarterback purgatory. So when Eli clearly stunk, they're like, 
Welcome to purgatory. And then the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. They laughed like I did, and they said, you're stuck in purgatory like the rest of us. Well, it only took me one game to get right out of purgatory. Things are good for the Giants. They are looking good for the Giants and Daniel Jones, and we'll talk about him probably more so on tomorrow's waiver Wire show. We'll talk about him a little bit today as well. He looked good against a Tampa Bay Bucks defense, albeit, you know, they are who we thought they were. Uh, it's a good matchup Just for Just as the Giants' defenses. He, uh, he performed, but he, you know, threw for over 300, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. You know, that's where he comes into play for fantasy is the plays that he can actually make with his legs as well. But you know what? If this means that he's going to elevate the game of Evan Engram, Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate when he returns, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the Giants having their quarterback because the more good quarterback play we have in the NFL, Greg... That means the more weapons we have for fantasy football. And I'm here for it. You know, Saquon Barkley, obviously we'll get into that. Can't say the same about him. Giants, big story from yesterday. Not just the debut of Daniel Jones, but for what he's going to do to the rest of these offensive weapons. Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram look more alive than they have in a long time. Golden Tate comes back a little bit. Even in deeper, deeper leagues, dynasty leagues, is Darius Slayton character. Like They have a connection. Daniel Jones and Slayton practice together all summer long. We talk about that all the time. Uh, trusting the guy that you've been working with. Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, they have been working together. Nothing for nothing. But Saquon Barkley, that's the, uh, the other huge story from this game. He's out six to eight weeks, it looks like, with a high ankle sprain. He is a fast healer. The Giants are hoping to get him back in like a month. It looks like it will be a little bit longer than that. They have a week 11 bye. That's eight weeks or so. Yeah, and this is why we tell people to handcuff, especially when it comes to your early round running backs, right? It's Look, if you had Saquon Barkley on your team and you didn't have Wayne Gallman, well, guess what? You're going to have to probably spend you know 25 to 30% of your fat budget this week to get Wayne Gallman on your team. So that's why we just say, you know, look, you have a roster spot. On your bench, you have you invest so much in Saquon Barkley, obviously anywhere from the first to the third overall pick, whatever it was. Why not just use your last round pick on a Wayne Gallman in case something like this happens? You know, as much of a bionic freak as he is, he's still human. And he proved that yesterday. So yeah, they're saying, you know, the report before the show, Adam Schefter says four to eight weeks. So, you know, four weeks being on the, you know, more so optimistic side. Obviously, we'll get more from Virginia Zakis of inside injuries early uh, later on in the week. But, yeah, this is a huge blow to anyone that had Saquon Barkley. And, you know, even if you have Wayne Gallman, you're not getting close to the same production that you were getting from Saquon Barkley. But at least, you know, you'll have the opportunity there for, for a Wayne Gallman to see, you know, 15-plus touches, whatever it might be. Because it's only him, Greg. You know, they'll probably sign someone. But either way, I think that they trust Wayne Gallman as the backup if, in case something like this were to happen. And he's probably in the mix for 15-plus touches per game right now. Absolutely. But the problem is, um, the Giants, much like some other teams that we saw yesterday, were incredibly one-dimensional. And I think without Saquon Barkley, that's what I expect them to be. Incredibly one-dimensional. A lot of passing and, well, not much else. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, Elizabeth Miranda in the chat says, Kenyon Drake to the Giants? That's not bad. No, you don't give up pieces. Yeah, but what are you gonna get? What do you have to give to get Kenyon? I don't care. They need six round pick. They need every draft pick they have to True. draft defensive players. No, I mean, look, Greg, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You don't need to draft anyone ever again. Can he play defense for you? That's the real question. Not that I know of. <laughs> I don't think so. Not that I know of. All right, coming up on this show, it's winners, it's losers, and 
whatever we can't figure out as well. We're going to do that all over the next 50 minutes or so. Not just the Giants. We have a lot to get into. Daniel Jones, he's going to take his lumps. But as a Giants fan for one day, more than thrilled to admit my 15-minute rant back in April, that was stupid. That's on me. My bad. We'll be back. More BFFs right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round. We never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Fantasy Sports Today. Daniel Jones hopefully will be added by everybody in every league, but the big question is with Barkley out now, where do the Giants go at running back? Wayne Goldman's not a thing, I don't think. I mean, if you're desperate for running back, okay, I can understand it, but Darius Slayton also had a very good game in this one, too. And that's another guy, if you're in deeper leagues, maybe this is a player that Jones feels comfortable with, so you gotta take advantage of these things early on, like the shark thing with Minshew, first shot out of the gate. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Evan DSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. The fall of dimes. What would you call it? Too bad it's not March. I could have called it the March of dimes. But, okay. The autumn of dimes? Is that better? Nope. Doesn't have the same ring. Nope. Sorry, Greg. Okay, buddy. You reaching a little bit? You reaching? I don't care. <laughs> it's a good Enjoy day. it. Listen, Enjoy it. Listen, 
Jets, the San To be perfectly Arizona. honest, I'm not salty in the slightest. You know, I had people texting me nonstop yesterday, Daniel Jones, greater well, sign Sam Darnold. I'm like, all right, whatever. I was expecting this. Like, Giants fans are going to be Giants fans. It is what it is. Kick a man while he's down. It's perfectly fine. I'll let people, you know, bask in their glory. He looked great. What am I going to say? I'm not going to make excuses. He looked really impressive. You know, had a great tweet yesterday. It's, like, very, very frustrating. Um, I enjoy that you've been uh, enjoying my tweets more often now. I haven't. It wasn't you that had this tweet, though. But I thought you just said, I had a tweet. No. Oh, okay. But I said, you know who had a tweet that was really good yesterday. Oh, do I? No. Okay. It was Aaron Schatz. So Aaron Schatz tweeted this. What the Giants have done this afternoon is truly a statement about the importance of a generational running back like Saquon Barkley. And I'm like, come on, man. It's, oh, gosh. it's frustrating because it's so true. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Yep. Damn. All right. Giants, literally a winner this past weekend. Who else are winners? Who else are losers? Who else are... Eh? Let's do it right now. The BFFs presents Winners. I won. I won. You're a winner. Losers. You suck. You are one pathetic loser. And... Eh? Oh, man. I have no idea what's going on. Winners! Losers! Eh? That part of the day here on a Monday, Frankie. Let's get right into it, my man. You, sir, are a winner because you guaranteed a Frank or touchdown. It took 59 minutes for you to get one. You got it, man. It was never in doubt, Greg, as I tweeted you yesterday. You saw it. You, pro- you probably didn't see it. I did. Because <laughs> you didn't respond to it. Why would I respond? You didn't, you didn't acknowledge it. What response were you looking Plus, for? Plus, I really enjoyed just using the, the rhino, former wrestler, gore. I, yes. just, I know. Those are great. Those I, are great. I, I, I know. But I did guarantee a Frank Gore touchdown. Um, he was great. I, you know, 5.4 yards per carry, 14 carries, 76 yards. Added in a few receptions here as well. It's You know, you use your running backs against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's just a good matchup. He was in a good spot, and... There you go. Frank Gore, what can I say? What happens if he doesn't fall into the end zone on third down? Well, he should have had a touchdown earlier in the game, too, where it was I a little was play so action. I was pumped. <laughs> I wanted to bet Frank Gore first to score the first touchdown at plus 600. I didn't get the opportunity to do so, but to be fair, I, I would fault. have done it. It's yeah. your own fault. I gave you many different ways to do it, and well, you did it like my ways. Oh, yeah. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. It's fine. But yeah. Frank Gore, look, as long as Devin Singletary is out, uh, in the right matchup, he's going to be a worthwhile, you know, low-end RB2, high-end RB3. I know it's gross, but it's it's all about volume. I was saying to Sean this morning, Sean Guasamakia at the window host, he'll be uh, on the air here at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And I was saying to him, I was like, you know, I don't know that Josh Allen's any good. Like, he's really fun to watch. He makes a lot of terrible decisions, some of which turn out, like, really, really good. You know who Josh Allen is, Greg? You'll, you'll like this analogy. He is the football version of J.R. Smith. The, no, 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 no. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. J.R. Smith would just throw up like these crazy shots and somehow they go in. I agree. That's Josh Allen. Correct. Yeah. Which, I, it's fun for a while until you get sick of it, I think. Yeah. Like, Josh Allen's going to lead the Bills to the playoffs. It, maybe this year, right? Like, it could be this year he leads to the playoffs. And then there's going to be a season where he just, like, everything goes wrong for him. And you'd be like, oh my God, I hate this guy. Like, that's what's going to happen. 
You know, probably won't go out to, a, to, to too many strip clubs late at night. I'm getting some Marcus Mariota vibes here, Greg. Remember Marcus Mariota's rookie year? Either his first or it was second, his second year. year but it was we had that stretch of really good matchups. I remember it where we thought Marcus Mariota was awesome. We were using him for fantasy. We, we said, said pick yeah, him up for this stretch. 100%. He's going to be really good. Yes. And Josh Allen just had a really good stretch of his first three games where he performed in all those. It's about to get a little bit tougher now facing the New England Patriots in Week Four. But ultimately, I still think you know while he has decision making to work on. He's completing 64% of his throws. Like, he's actually performed pretty well, for the most part. But the difference between Josh Allen and Marcus Mariota is they're both mobile, obviously, but yeah. Allen just seems to have more, uh, not seems, he has more arm strength, right? So he yeah, can, it's not close. So when Mariota can make stuff happen with his legs and he could, get, uh, and he could uh, evade pressure and whatnot, Allen could do that and then launch it 50 yards. Unfortunately, he could miss wide-open receivers like he did yesterday with Zay Jones. But I, I think he's a better fit in many, many ways for today's game than Mariota is. Yeah, look, his ability to get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs. He could throw on the run, too. Those are some of the throws that we're talking about where yeah. he fits these in really tight They're windows. all on the run. And then there'll be throws where guys are wide open and he completely misses them. So, you know, that's he's a second-year quarterback. It's some of the give and take. You take the good with the bad. But for a fantasy perspective, Josh Allen has performed like a QB1 so far. And I think in the right matchups, you're still going to run him out there. Patriots, it's a little bit tougher, man. That secondary is no joke. So I'm going to have a super flex question for you later in the week when, yep. it com- when it comes to Josh Allen. I'll save it for later in the week. Nobody cares about that right now. From this game, the losers that the biggest loser I actually have in this game, John Ross. Uh, John Ross obviously uh, did it very, very well week one. was all right in week two. Yesterday, bottom kind of dropped out. Had a couple of drops. Didn't do enough. Um, and un- unfortunately, John Ross, clearly a loser while Auden Tate, a winner. Who's Auden Tate, Frank? Uh, Auden Tate, uh, he's been around with this team for a while. Hasn't really been able to make much noise, but really big body. Six foot five, 230. That he's been around pounds. for a while. Because yeah. I think for like the last 10 years, I've been thinking it was Brandon Tate. Because I think Brandon Tate <laughs> wore the same number for the Bengals. So Potentially. When, so when he catches the ball, I just assume it's still Brandon Tate. Yeah, so when I say a few years, I literally mean two years. He was drafted last year, oh, 2018, right. in the seventh round. So a very late pick, but he's a big body. Six foot five, 230 pounds. Someone maybe you target in deeper leagues, 14 teams or, or deeper than that, but... I don't think there's much here because on most weeks, while A.J. Green is still out, so, it's going to be Tyler Boyd, and it's still going to be John Ross. The problem is, Greg, John Ross saw a lot of Tredavious White. That's why I was not on John Ross at all coming into this week. I had him ranked outside my top 36. Confirmed, Auden Tate and Brandon Tate both were 19 for the Bengals. So you can understand my confusion. I never doubted you, Greg. <laughs> I, I never doubted you for a second. You can understand my confusion there. Yeah. John Ross was a loser here. You know, I'll actually say I think Joe Mixon was a winner in this matchup. Going up against the Buffalo Bills, ran for over four yards per carry. The offensive line hasn't been able to really give Joe Mixon anywhere to run so far this year. And he used him a little bit more as a receiver. Two targets, two receptions. I actually tweeted this out exactly yesterday, Greg. Right before he caught the receiving touchdown was... This guy had 65 receptions in two years at Oklahoma. He's a really good pass-catching running back. Zach Taylor needs to start using him that way, more so on the field, and utilize his talent as a receiver. He only had two catches, but those two went for 34 yards. One of them was a one-yard receiving touchdown, so the other one went for 33 yards. He can make plays after the catch. You just got to get him out in space. So I'm hoping Zach Taylor uses him more in that regard moving forward. In our next game, Cowboys and Dolphins, Michael Gallup was out. We know he's out for, give or take, the next month or so. But Amari Cooper is a clear wide receiver one at this point. This offense has opened up in a major way. Not that 
at least I saw coming into the year, I knew the change offensive coordinator. I didn't expect this offensive outburst from a Kellen Moore coach team. It's happened. Amari Cooper's looked fantastic. Ezekiel Elliott still hasn't done uh, enough of what we hoped. It was Tony Pollard going over 100 yards. Obviously, if Zeke um, needed to, he would have yesterday gotten in the end zone. It ultimately didn't happen. Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott, that combination has looked deadly. Yeah, winners again. Dak Prescott, again, they haven't been tested yet. Their first three games have really been cakewalks. So we're going to see. Heading into next week, Sunday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys going into New Orleans. Would have been awesome to watch this game against Drew Brees. We'll get Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the Saints defense and special teams came through for them yesterday. But ultimately, that is a tougher task for Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. You're 100% right. Amari Cooper looks every bit that wide receiver won. People were hoping that he would be. Uh, I'll admit defeat here. You know, I I lowered him a little bit. Throughout the draft season, because I was worried about the plantar fasciitis, we haven't had any worry about that. He scored a touchdown in each game. Two more touchdowns yesterday for Amari Cooper. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, you talk about him like he's a loser, Greg, because he didn't score a touchdown, and Tony Pollard got in the end zone. Zeke still went for 125 yards and 6.6 yards per carry. I would still call him a loser. The reason being, Greg, the receiving numbers have not been there for Zeke so far this year. Only three targets in this game. He only has five receptions so far on the season. I tweeted this out. A longtime friend of the program, listener, viewer of the program, Constantine, tweeted back at me, said, well, you know what? They haven't had to use Zeke as a receiver yet. That remains to be seen, you know, in one of these tougher matchups. Maybe they will use Zeke in that regard. But, Greg, with Amari Cooper playing the way he is, Jason Witten playing well, Devin Smith has stepped up, Randall Cobb is doing his thing. They're going to have Michael Gallup back at some point. I just don't think that the Cowboys need Ezekiel Elliott to catch the ball as much as he did last year. We'll continue on giving you our winners or losers. And eh, next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76, and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products, and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888 888- 
andro400.com. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. It's the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Become the eighth person to win a million bucks in FanDuel or DraftKings by setting their NFL lineups using the Daily Roto DFS Slot of Optimizer. Join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars each week playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. A song you won't hear at my wedding is that. You can take down $100,000 entering a DFS lineup in tonight's Monday night game using the Daily Roto Optimizer. That's already happened in one game this season playing Daily Fantasy Sports and not using DailyRoto.com. You're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL Annual Pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. The promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. The promo code is ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, Frank, you mentioned going into break or during the break. Preston Williams, 12 targets. Yay. I do have slight interest in Preston Williams just as a waiver wire target because of the 12 targets in this game. And he has a rapport with Josh Rosen. They were backups together. They practiced together. And Preston Williams also played the most snaps among wide receivers on this team yesterday for the Miami Dolphins. We know they're going to be playing from behind. Defense is terrible. The team overall is terrible. I get that. But if you're giving me a guy who's going to approach double-digit targets or exceed it, I'm going to have slight interest, Craig. We'll see. I think, he's we'll pretty, I think he's pretty talented, too. I think there's something there with Preston Williams. I don't know, man. I don't know. I want to get... I'm gonna, I know I'm jumping around now, but I want to make sure that we hit on last night because a lot of times we don't get to some of the night game, and I want to do it. So my, my takeaways are ultimately about the Browns more so than the Rams. I think the Rams are kind of what we expect. Todd Gurley's usage was exactly what I expect. Cooper Cup is back. He's a... As you were texting last night, every freaking time in the red zone, it's Cooper Cup. And, like, that offense is kind of humming along as you'd expect. Browns isn't. The, the Browns offense, which are crowned so early on in the offseason, are not looking nearly as potent as we thought they could be. And the reason for that, of course, is along the offensive line, where they just don't have the talent that they do at the other positions. Freddie Kitchens has not put Odell Beckham in the position to succeed. Jarvis Landry has been a bit of a zero. And a lot of it's because Baker Mayfield has no time. I saw somebody... And I apologize, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Peter King's column, which I read this morning. It might have been on Twitter, and I apologize for not realizing this. But the four plays at the goal line last night, at the end of the game, all in the same formation. That same 11 formation that Ben McAdoo ran 96% of the times, it comes from the old Green Bay philosophy, where and it's not all that different from the Rams, to be honest, where they run the same exact look, and they can do a million different things out of that look. So Cleveland did it four different times, 
And the Rams were able to basically get to Mayfield every single time. It's one thing if you have an offensive line to protect, like the Rams do very, very successfully. But the Browns showed the Rams the same look every time and got beat every single time. I thought Nick Chubb looked awesome last night. He was in on 97% of the snaps. I believe he carried the ball every single time last night for, uh, for Cleveland. So I know Kareem Hunt is coming, and maybe they'll run Chubb into the ground before that. But... Nick Chubb, I'm very confident in at the moment. Everybody else, including Baker Mayfield, who you are already on record in saying, Frank, you have no interest in starting this week, makes sense. The Browns are L-A-W-S-T right now. Lost. Yeah, they absolutely are. It's the offensive line. It's Baker Mayfield holding on to the ball too long. It's Freddie Kitchens not putting his offensive players in the right positions they need to in order to succeed. We were texting about this last night as well. Why don't they just get Odell Beckham out in space? I mean, give him 10 to 12 targets per game, quick slants, give him screens, let him make plays. That's how he scored last week against the Jets, an 89-yard touchdown. You just give this guy a quick slant, and he outruns everyone. We saw this so many times in a New York Giants uniform as well. They need to give Odell Beckham more targets, and they need to give him targets where he can catch the ball and continue running at full speed or get him the ball out in space. It doesn't seem like it would be that difficult, but for whatever reason right now, Freddie Kitchens is over his head, uh, not showing much creativity. I think he needs to lean on Todd Monken a little bit more. Monken, I've seen that too, we, yeah. we saw last year with the Tampa Bay Bucks. you know, that vertical passing attack was awesome. I mean, they're, the Bucks' offense was not the problem last year. It was their defense. They, they put up a ton of yards. They put up a ton of points. I think Freddie Kitchens has to lean on Monken a little bit more. And you're right, Greg. Nick Chubb saw 27 running back touches last night. That was 100% of the Browns' touches. So, like most people thought would happen, the first... Eight weeks of the season until Kareem Hunt is back. We are going to see a ton of volume out of Nick Chubb. He also has 11 catches so far this year, which I'm not uh, not sure everybody saw coming, even after the trade of Duke Johnson. So you're right about Nick Chubb. This offense overall hasn't been great, but he is a clear winner on this team. Absolutely. Nick Chubb and anyone that's read that right. And Freddie Kitchens... Some weird play calls, right? Like that fourth and nine draw, like that didn't make any sense. I saw a tweet last night that said... ESPN has started tracking plays since 2007. That was the first time since then that a right. team has run a draw on fourth or nine or further away. It was the first time since uh, there, it happened in 2009, in 2007. I read um, that there was a fourth. So it was the first draw. time since then. Yeah, correct, exactly. Yeah. So it's just not smart. It's weird, just not it, smart it, it's football. It's just a it's, weird play call. And Mayfield said the right thing after the game. Listen, we we didn't execute the play properly. I understand what Freddie was thinking there. Nice job not throwing your coach into the bus. I give Mayfield credit for that. Um, but on the goal line, he was asked after the game, listen, you, have, you had three timeouts left or two timeouts, whatever it was. Why didn't you run the ball with Nick Chubb, who was running so effectively? I'm kicking myself in the ass right now for that because I should have. Yeah, don't overthink things. We say this a lot when it comes to coaches. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the game of the day going into the day, I think it held up, was the Ravens and the Chiefs. And the Ravens operating right now, Frankie, on a totally different analytical level and they like went for two where they would have made them down nine. It was really interesting. And it made no sense to me. But some, analyst, some math guy, analyst, was on Twitter. was like, well, here's why it made sense. It gave them like a 10% better chance of winning. And I'm like, all right. And basically Harbaugh said... I didn't love that move, though, either, yeah. And Harbaugh basically said, hey, I know we're going to get killed for this, but we have smarter guys than me that are telling me that this is the play, and we're going to continue to do it going forward. Here's what I'll take out of the game. I said before that the Giants with that Saquon Barkley are just going to pass the ball. 
That's what the Chiefs are going to do also. They do not care at all about running the football with Darrell Williams and LaShawn McCoy or probably Damian Williams when they come back. They realize they don't have Kareem Hunt on this team anymore, and this offense very clearly and obviously flows through Patrick Mahomes. It's all Mahomes. When he wants to run the ball, they'll run the ball. When he needs to flick it to the running back, they'll flick it to the running back. And you saw, even against a defense as stout as Baltimore, they could push the dial at any point. To an amazing catch in the end zone of Demarcus Robinson, to a 90-yard burst by Nicole Hardman. The offense was humming in all cylinders yesterday, and the Chiefs, obviously, all winners. Yeah, they're all winners here. This offense is averaging over 33 points per game. So it's a very potent offense. We know that. We knew that coming in. But I think Patrick Mahomes is even blowing away the expectations that we had for him coming into this season. Just please try your best to get these Chiefs wide receivers in your lineup. I know it's going to be tough. You might have other options. You might have had, You might have players that you drafted earlier. For example, Stephon Diggs, you drafted him in the third round right now. You can't play Stephon Diggs over any of these Chiefs wide receivers. You just you need exposure to this offense right now. Hardman, you mentioned it, an 83-yard touchdown. He, only, he did that on five targets. You don't need volume because this offense is so efficient. So when it comes to Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Watkins, Kelsey, obviously Watkins and Kelsey are getting them in every single week. But while Tyreek Hill is out, try your best to get Miko Hardman and Darrell Williams in as much as you possibly can. Do you have the snap, do you have the snap counts for Kansas City? From yesterday. If you give me a second, I can pull those yeah. up. Yeah, because I was because wa- I was watching I was watching a lot of this game because it was the game of the week and I wanted to pay attention to it. They had sixty eight offensive plays. Demarcus Robinson was in on sixty two. Miko yeah. Hardman forty three. Yeah, and it looked like Robinson was in there every play. Yeah. And, so Hardman was basically him and Watkins were kind of switching up roles as the slot receiver, but when they were going with two wide receiver sets, it was just Watkins and Robinson on the field. Absolutely. And Robinson was able to get open. Obviously, the awesome catch in the end zone, clearly a winner for me. For Baltimore, L for me, W for you, Mark Ingram is a monstrous part of this team. He has been the bulldozer, the bulldog. He's playing almost every snap. Every uh, rush seemingly goes to him. Justice Hill may come be something down the line. Right now, he's useless. Yeah, in week one, the usage of the Baltimore Ravens running backs was completely an aberration. That was just based on them blowing out the Miami Dolphins each of the past two weeks. Mark Ingram has played 45-plus snaps, specifically in Week 3 yesterday. Mark Ingram, 50 snaps. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill combined for 31. Mark Ingram is clearly the RB1 for this team. He had 20 touches, including four receptions, while Edwards and Hill combined for just 10 touches overall, just two receptions. Mark Ingram, very clearly their guy. He is a winner, which makes me excited, Greg, because I have him in, in quite a few locations. Absolutely. Mark Ingram was your guy. I'll take the L on that one. Let's move on here, Frank. I want to go to this Pittsburgh game from yesterday where the Steelers had Mason Rudolph. They had all their other skill position players. But as someone that owns James Conner and owns Juju Smith-Schuster, I know Juju had the long touchdown. I'm very nervous, man. Yeah, you should be nervous as well. What's going on there? Look, James Conner has not been efficient. He fumbled the ball late in that game. Makes you wonder if... Lost the game for them. Yeah, it makes you wonder if, you know... They'll try to work in other running backs moving forward, right? Because I don't know if it's all on him or it's all on the offensive line. Now, I was watching this game, whatever they were showing on Red Zone. I haven't had Not the enough, chance. Not enough, to be honest with you. Haven't, uh, I haven't had the chance to just watch it completely. But for whatever reason, uh, the efficiency is not there. I don't know if it's because of the holes or defenses are not you know, respecting Mason Rudolph. That makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, but overall, even while Big Ben was healthy, this offense... Looks completely lost. Out of sync, yeah. Le'Veon Bell not there anymore. Antonio Brown not there anymore. We were assuming that, 
you know, Juju would just be able to pick up where Antonio Brown left off. Same thing goes for James Conner, but that is not the case right now. And I think right now you have to downgrade all of the Steelers' weapons in this offense right now until further notice, until we see Mason Rudolph and the running backs play better on this team, Greg. 100%. James Conner has looked slow. He has not looked in sync like this entire offense. And on the other end, and he's a loser in this. I think Juju is a loser in this. I think Mason Rudolph is a monstrous loser. Do you try and sell Juju based off that long touchdown after this game? Yes. What do you think's fair return that you can get from? Like a high-end wide receiver two? I know. If you could turn Juju still based off of his draft value and name mm-hmm. into Tyler Lockett right now, would you do it? No. I, I would. would. I that. would do it. Wow. Okay. Tyler Lockett. Uh, last week, Set career highs in targets and receptions. Yeah, First no, time with double-digit targets and receptions it. in his career. Came back and did the same exact thing this week. That Seahawks defense is bad. They're going to have to throw the ball more than we expected coming into the season. I'm going to have to look into... I think i do it. Juju for Ty Lockett. Well, you also wanted to trade people for Emmanuel Sanders this week, who was a, a bit of a loser. Yeah, that didn't work out very well. I still have faith in Emmanuel Sanders. He's super talented. It's just... Can Joe Flacco get him the ball? That's what it comes down to. He didn't even try. You put, you put, him the, try, you put the ball in Emmanuel Sanders' hands, good things are going to happen. I want to get into San Francisco, and I want to get into this Denver-Green Bay game as well. A lot more to go. Not much time to do it. We'll try, do our best over the next 15 minutes. to BFFs. with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. 
Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. The morning after. You notice, like Daniel Jones, he just scans. He's like the Terminator. He only looks down the field. And what's amazing, though, on that touchdown pass to the corner of the end zone, right. he looks and he goes, you know what? He's going that way. I'm going to throw it perfectly on an angle that is fading away from everybody. And it's mm-hmm. going to drop right where only my receiver could get it. That's why he's Danny Dimes. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. So going into break, Frank, we were still talking about um, the Steelers. We'll get to Emmanuel Sanders again in a second in Denver and Green Bay. I want to go to the other side of that game, and I want to hit on the 49ers. who got in the red zone like a billion times and somehow messed it up a billion times. A couple of fluky um, Jimmy G interceptions, a couple of fluky fumbles. Just a disaster for San Francisco. But as a starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe, is 9-2 in his career with Kyle Shanahan. Jimmy G got him there. He didn't, didn't necessarily punch it in. Jeff Wilson had a couple of touchdowns. As a Jimmy G owner, I know it wasn't all roses yesterday, but I feel all right. I feel pretty good. Yeah, a lot of that was fluky, as you mentioned. What does it say about the Pittsburgh Steelers? The 49ers turned the ball over Six times? five yeah. times in this game, and they still end up winning it 24-20. to 20. So they really gave the Steelers every opportunity to win this game. Uh, you mentioned some of these were fluky. Jimmy Garoppolo had a... One interception that was off someone's hands. It was Richie James was running by on like a sweet play and just ran into the snap. I mean, that it's, was it's ter- ridiculous. It was terrible execution. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo himself also fumbled the snap and lost it. So you know, overall, uh, I feel all right about Jimmy G. Eight point seven yards per attempt in this game. Um, he has George Kittle. They use a wide receiver kind of rotation right now. It's a five man rotation. It's very frustrating for fantasy purposes. Look, there's no one guy on this team. That's what it comes down to, Greg. They're going to spread the ball around. There's three running backs. There's five different wide receivers they use, and it's honestly affecting George Kittle's production as well. He still saw eight targets yesterday. He had the two touchdowns called back in week one, but ultimately, he hasn't looked this like the same player that he was last year because he's just not getting as much volume. He's not getting as many yards after the catch either. We knew that that was going to come down. He had some kind of record-setting performance last year in terms of yards after the catch. I like this 49ers offense overall, though. I, it, I do have the question, though. Once Tevin Coleman is back, does this become a four-man rotation? Does Raheem Mostert just go to the bench? I think there's a legitimate chance we find that question out in two weeks. Remember, the Niners are on a bye. He's yep. already shed his walking boot. Tevin Coleman could be back as soon as week five. Then we'll have maybe the answer to our question. That could be goodbye to Jeff, to Jeff Wilson. Not necessarily Raheem Credit Mostert. to Shanahan. He said before the earlier in the week that Jeff Wilson was going to be their goal line back. And he was. He stuck with it. It, every time they were in the red zone, it's frustrating as a Brita owner, as a Mostert owner. I was watching this with one of my buddies yesterday. He was a Mostert owner. He said, really? Every single time they're in the red zone, they're bringing out Jeff Wilson. But Shanahan said that that was going to be the case. Stuck to his word. Let's go over to Denver where I talked about earlier, right? The Chiefs they don't care about running the ball. The Giants, without Barkley, probably don't care about running the ball. All the Broncos care about is running the ball. This is their your night, old 1950s offense. Like John Fox would be very, very proud of the offense that the Broncos have presented, where Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman combined for like 50 carries, give or take. Right? Like that, that's what we were talking about yesterday. And if you're a Philip Lindsay owner or you're, you're a Royce Freeman owner, I know he was banged up yesterday, you feel good. If you own anybody else in Denver, including Emmanuel Sanders after yesterday, you don't feel as great. 
No, you don't. Look, Joe Flacco has to get the ball in his uh, in his main weapon's hands, and you know the Packers did a good job of defending Emmanuel Sanders. Their defense has been good because Corlin Sutton. Look, he still had eight targets. He had five for eighty-seven. If we would have got that game out of Emmanuel Sanders, I think you know most people feel pretty good about that. So I still like Emmanuel Sanders moving forward. I think more often than not, he will be the leading receiver, the leading target getter on this team. But give the Packers defense credit; they played really well so far. Jair Alexander looks like he's going to be a star. In the making, when it comes to Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, Royce Freeman left this game briefly with an injury. They still combined for 36 carries in this game. Philip Lindsay had four receptions, and Royce Freeman had four receptions. You know, low key, Greg. This is kind of going under the radar, but Philip Lindsay is on pace for 64 receptions. Royce Freeman is on pace for 53 receptions. So it's a near even split. It's going to be frustrating. You know, to decide who gets the ball in the red zone and who doesn't, but they're both catching the ball out of the backfield. So, thank you, uh, Joey. Check down for that. But overall, yeah, I mean, this is a this is more of a smash mouth offense where they want to run the football, and, and when they pass it, it's basically going to be just Emmanuel Sanders and and Cortland Sutton in the pass game. Absolutely, it is what it is. What it is, and they don't pass it all that much. The other crazy thing with Denver, Vic Fangio's defense: zero turnovers, zero sacks through three weeks. Other side, Green Bay. Devontae Adams shut down yesterday. MVS, not so much. What is, we see what the ceiling is, obviously, we saw it yesterday. What's the floor for MVS? I think the floor is, you know, the down games that we saw. You know, I believe he's had, you know, two good games so far. Or Week one was solid. Week two was a down game. I mean, there's going to be some inconsistency. I think the jury's still out when it comes to this Matt LaFleur offense. It's it seems like it's been very vanilla so far. They really just give the ball to whoever's open. When they're playing with a lead, they're just running the football. They're not trying to you know, really step on the back of anyone's neck or anything. They've, they've just been fine, and whatever, that's fine. It's a formula for winning so far. It's been successful, but I guess we'll find out on Thursday Night Football against the Eagles. I think they're going to have to score more points in that game. We should see some more back and forth. So I like MVS in that matchup. We just saw a secondary receiver in Marvin Jones score two touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to like MVS on Thursday night football. Uh, He's a winner last night. Devontae Adams is a loser here, Greg. His first time with four targets or less in a game since week six of the 2016 season. So it's been a long time. He was shadowed by Chris Harris in this one. And Chris Harris, shout out to him. Look, when your number one wide receiver is going up against the Broncos defense, you need to consider that now because this is two weeks in a row that Chris Harris has been shadowing number ones and he's done a really, really good job. Now is the time to buy low on Devontae Adams if you still could. To be fair, you, there's nothing you could do about it with Chris Harris, right? Like, if I'm a Devontae Adams owner, I'm not benching Devontae Adams. No, you can't. So there's nothing you could do about it. But no, like, but just keep it in mind, like, yeah, yeah. In you the, know, your, your projections have to be realistic for these guys. 1,000%. And in, like, the, the questionable matchups where you're like, hmm, that's when you can potentially bench a guy uh, going against Chris Harris. Let me continue on, and I want to... Real quick, this RB situation. Yeah. You know, last week, Matt LaFleur said it was going to be more of an even split. I meant to get to that, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Jamal Williams, 33 snaps in this one. Aaron Jones, just 21 snaps. That was a season low for him. 12 carries for Jamal Williams, two targets. Aaron Jones, just 10 carries and one target. So 14 opportunities for Jamal Williams compared to just 11 for Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones saved his day with the two touchdowns, but I don't know what it is, Greg. Basically, any coach that has been in Green Bay, Mike McCarthy or Matt LaFleur, whenever Aaron Jones does something good, it seems like the next week he's taking a, a backseat to someone else. So I don't really know what is going on. It's Is he that bad in pass protection? Something's going on because... You know, Aaron Jones is is losing out to Jamal Williams now, and 
it's it's going to be frustrating. But can't any one of those things? I think I said this last week where Miami didn't want to give Lamar Miller X amount of touches because they didn't think he could handle it, and I don't know that he was able to. So then, why did they thing. give him twenty seven touches last week? It just didn't make sense. I got nothing for you there. Yeah, like and, and normally Aaron Jones is super efficient. He averages just one point nine yards per carry in this game, and Jamal Williams averages four point nine yards per carry. So. Uh, this, you know, maybe we start to bump Aaron Jones down into a low-end RB2, but overall, he's the one that's still being used in the red zone. So I'm going to trust him until he gives us a reason not to. Let's move on because I want to yep. keep, keep rushing through. The Carolina offense looked like a brand new offense again because they had someone that was able to move around the pocket and throw to these weapons. And you called Greg Olson all week long, two touchdowns in the back of the end zone uh, against Arizona. Curtis Samuel did his thing. He scored a touchdown. DJ Moore did his thing. He scored a touchdown. Like, this offense was moving, man. C-Mag also. Yeah, all you got to do is get the ball in the hands of your best players. The playmakers. And... Try and stream everyone against the Arizona Cardinals if you possibly can, specifically tight ends. Yesterday, Greg Olson, two touchdowns. In week two, Mark Andrews, over 100 yards and a touchdown. In week one, TJ Hawkinson, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Week four, Will Disley going up against the Arizona Cardinals. So if you have Will Disley on your team, make sure you get him in your lineup. Or if he's available, make sure to add him. Beautiful matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, Ultimately, you know, DJ Moore, I'll say this is an eh situation. He scored a long 50-yard touchdown, but... He was only targeted two times. I was encouraged to see that all you had to do was get the ball to DJ Moore in space on that you know long crossing pattern, and he scores a touchdown. Same thing with Curtis Samuel. Just get the ball to these guys, and they will make plays. That's what Cam Newton couldn't do. He couldn't get the ball to these guys, and that's why they weren't performing the way that we were expecting them to. But overall, it looks like Kyle Allen is going to start in Week 4. They already ruled out Cam Newton. So just, again... Get the ball out to these guys, and, and they'll make the plays after the catch. You know, it's amazing that when you saw the talent that Kyle Allen had enough to get the ball to the playmakers, how quickly they're able to rule out Cam Newton, right? Like, we thought this was going... Yeah. We, last week, like, we Kyle Allen sure. sucked. There's no way that he's Correct. ruled out on Monday. 100%. There's no way. 100%. They would have tried to push him. Let's see what he does in practice this week. Now they're not bothering. Yeah. Because now they're not bothering because they have somebody that is capable of doing what they need to do. And guess who's up next? The Houston Texans. And their secondary is not a great one either. So I think Kyle Allen's going to be put in a good position once again to get the ball to those wide receivers, and they should be able to make plays. It's an aging secondary there. My super flex question was going to be Kyle Allen versus Josh Allen this week. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not ready to declare I yet. You, I don't need you to. It's Monday, but it's but like it's it's probably going to be closer than it should be. I agree with that. All right, you mentioned the Houston Texans. They were like able to get by the Chargers. It was one of your best bets of the day yesterday because the Chargers are losers. Yes, uh, both literally and figuratively. Here they uh, they lose the game 27-20. Philip Rivers goes out, has a great game, 318 yards, two touchdowns. Again, this is why we're going to like the matchup for Kyle Allen and those weapons next week. Austin Eckler. Didn't really do much in this one. Nine carries, 36 yards. Kind of wonder why they didn't get him more involved on the ground, but still did his thing as a receiver. Seven receptions. And Keenan Allen. This guy is a winner. 17 targets, 13 receptions, 183 yards, two touchdowns. Greg, we saw some astronomical scores in fantasy football yesterday because there were teams that had the likes of Keenan Allen and Mike Evans on the team together. And then you put a Darren Waller on top of that. There were some monster scores in fantasy football yesterday. But Keenan Allen, you know, normally regarded as a PPR guy who doesn't score touchdowns. Well, guess what? Four touchdowns in his first three games. Clear winner through the first three weeks of the season, Greg. Absolutely freaking man. And I think it's a correlation. Mike Williams, clear loser. He hasn't done anything. Nothing. 
Nothing. And maybe it's because he's not healthy. Yeah. We but- thought this was going to be his year, and all those other young wide receivers are breaking out. Curtis Sam- uh, DJ Moore, even Curtis Samuel has performed so far. No, other names. Christian Kirk has performed as well. Calvin Ridley, a dud yesterday, but in the first two weeks, he performed. Mike Williams, very clearly a loser. The worst of those young wide receivers we were expecting to break out, Craig. On the other side in this game for Houston, is there anything that we should know about their tight end, Frank? Yeah, look, Jordan Atkins comes, Aikens. Aikens comes away with three receptions for 73 yards and, and two touchdowns here, one of them being a 53-yard touchdown, broken coverage, five targets. Darren Fells also targeted six times. You know, it'll be interesting to see if this is a trend here, that they start to get the tight ends more involved, but typically, throughout Deshaun Watson's career, he has not targeted the tight end much, and he just have really good wide receivers, so I kind of want to see another week of it happening. Philip Dorsett, clearly a winner of the New England Patriots yep. yesterday. Julian Edelman went out with his chest injury, didn't play the second half. It looks like he has a rib injury. He is going to be all right. We don't know that he's going to play this week, but he does have that rib injury. Philip Dorsett certainly has earned Tom Brady's trust. Yeah, definitely. And we'll talk about this tomorrow on the waiver episode as well. Uh, it still seems like Josh Gordon has been elevated to that Antonio Brown role. Philip Dorsett now moves into that Josh Gordon role. He's developed a very good connection with Tom Brady so far. You want shares of this Patriots offense. Same thing that we say about the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. You want to make sure you get involved with this Patriots offense. The Indianapolis Colts yesterday rode Marlon Mack to a victory. T.Y. Hilton was great until he re-injured his quad. They say it's not a big deal, but it did keep him out for the entire second half of the game. Yeah, pay attention to this injury situation. Zach Pascal was a clear winner in this game, but uh, T.Y. Hilton still saw 10 targets in the one half that he played. Marlon Mack. Volume, volume, and more volume, man. They're going to they're gonna go as far as Marlon Mack could take them, Greg. That's totally true, and that's kind of okay. Quickly, a couple of tight ends that stood out yesterday. Darren Waller's unbelievable. Austin Hooper had a couple of touchdowns yesterday. Will Disley did his thing once again in Seattle. Uh, surprising Seattle lost to Miami, to New Orleans, without Teddy Bridgewater, with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, some key turnovers. Obviously, the Chris Carson fumbling issue. Rashad Penny has an opportunity here if he can, can get, get healthy. healthy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Nelson Aguilar showed up for the Eagles sometimes. Yeah. He giveth and he taketh, man. You know, he, he should have had an even bigger game, but it's like he's always shooting himself in the foot. Greg. And Rojo was freed. For now. For, for one now. game. For now. All right, waiver wire edition of the show tomorrow. We expect EY back. He's Frank. I'm Greg. Have a fantastic rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. We hope. hope. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help.
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. So when Eli clearly stunk, they're like, welcome to purgatory. And then the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. They laughed like I did. And they said, you're stuck in purgatory like the rest of us. Well, it only took me one game to get right out of purgatory. Things are good for the Giants. They are looking good for the Giants and Daniel Jones. And we'll talk about him probably more so on tomorrow's waiver wire show. We'll talk about him a little bit today as well. He looked good against a Tampa Bay Bucks defense, albeit, you know, they are who we thought they were. Uh, it's a good matchup Just for Just the Giants defense is. He, uh, he performed, but he, you know, threw for over 300, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. You know, that's where he comes into play for fantasy is the plays that he can actually make with his legs as well. But you know what? If this means that he's going to elevate the game of Evan Engram, Sterling Shepard, and Golden Tate when he returns, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the Giants having their quarterback because the more good quarterback play we have in the NFL, Greg, that means the more weapons we have for fantasy football. And I'm here for it. You know, Saquon Barkley, obviously we'll get into that. Can't say the same about him. Giants, big story from yesterday. Not just the debut of Daniel Jones, but for what he's going to do to the rest of these offensive weapons. Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram look more alive than they have in a long time. Golden Tate comes back a little bit. Even in deeper deeper leagues, Dynasty Leagues is Darius Slayton character. Like, they have a connection. Daniel Jones and Slayton practice together all summer long. We talk about that all the time. Uh, trusting the guy that you've been working with. Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton, they have been working together. Nothing for nothing. But Saquon Barkley, that's the, uh, the other huge story from this game. He's out six to eight weeks, it looks like, with a high ankle sprain. He is a fast healer. The Giants are hoping to get him back in like a month. It looks like it will be a little bit longer than that. They have a week 11 bye. 
That's eight weeks or so. Yeah, and this is why we tell people to handcuff, especially when it comes to your early round running backs, right? It's, look, if you had Saquon Barkley on your team and you didn't have Wayne Gallman, well, guess what? You're going to have to probably spend, you know, 25 to 30% of your fat budget this week to get Wayne Gallman on your team. So that's why we just say, you know, look, you have a roster spot on your bench. You have, you invest so much in Saquon Barkley, obviously anywhere from the first to the third overall pick, whatever it was. Why not just use your last round pick on a Wayne Gallman in case something like this happens? You know, as much of a bionic freak as he is, he's still human. And he proved that yesterday. So, yeah, they're saying, you know, the report before the show, Adam Schefter says four to eight weeks. So, you know, four weeks being on the, you know, more so optimistic side. Obviously, we'll get more from Virginia's Zakis of inside injuries early, uh, later on in the week. But, yeah, this is a huge blow to anyone that had Saquon Barkley. And, you know, even if you have Wayne Gallman, you're not getting close to the same production that you were getting from Saquon Barkley. But... At least, you know, you'll have the opportunity there for, for a Wayne Gallman to see, you know, 15 plus touches, whatever it might be. Because it's only him, Greg. You know, they'll probably sign someone. But either way, I think that they trust Wayne Gallman as the backup if, in case something like this were to happen. And he's probably in the mix for 15 plus touches per game right now.